Welcome back, my friends. This is another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. A little over 10 years ago, Microsoft came out with a Excel add-on thing called Power Pivot that was uh, powerful, great, exciting, all these good things. And best of all, it was free. It was a free add-in for Excel 2010. And lots of people got started using Power Pivot. And then, you know, the accountants at Microsoft got involved and said, all right, we're going to take Power Pivot and we're going to put it this as part of this Pro Plus advanced Excel. We're going to charge a little more, et cetera, et cetera. And the marketing wasn't great. A lot of the groups, at least that I work with, that I'm familiar with, didn't do the Pro Plus thing because they didn't really know what they were getting or how they'd use it or whatever. And so I didn't see a lot of groups take off with using Power Pivot until recently when you know, back to the accountants of Microsoft, right? Now what they're doing is they're saying, hey, if you get Office 365 and you get, you know, the monthly subscription thing or an annual subscription, however you do it, and you get these updates all the time, then we're going to incentivize you to go the pay us every year for the software we used to pay once every couple of years for. And we're going to throw Power Pivot into that mix. So what I want to do today is talk about some of the things that I'm doing with Power Pivot. The idea of Power Pivot is it's pivot tables on steroids, right? Instead of a t- typically, when I build pivot tables for groups, I tell them, hey, you know, we'll look at the current year and the prior year, the current year and the prior two years. But, you know, for a good size group, I mean, that you can't do that many charges or certainly that many payments without going back more than a year or so because you run out of space. As soon as you get more than six or 700,000 rows worth of data in Excel, it starts to slow down. You put much more in that, and it's going to you know, slow down eventually crash on you. And that million row limit in Excel comes back to get you. Not in Power Pivot. First advantage of Power Pivot is, hey, you know, you want to throw several million rows of data in there, or or a couple of sets of several million rows of data in there. You can do that. I built a Power Pivot pivot table for a group just last week that's over 300 meg, and it's got all kinds of transaction level detail. One of the things we used to do before Power Pivot is I'd say, all right. You know, instead of giving you every single transaction, let's summarize it by maybe CPT code and by primary insurance group and by month and by provider and by location. And kind of at summary level, you could get those millions of rows down to a smaller amount. You can analyze it. The advantage of Power Pivot is you can have every single line item you want in those millions of rows of data and pull all the data you need to see. So that's the first reason to use Power Pivot. Second reason to use Power Pivot is that it you can use what they call the Excel data model. That, use, that handles this millions of rows worth of data. And you can combine data in ways that was very hard to do before with that million row limit in Excel. And so uh, one, something I built last week for a group was says, you know, here is a couple of million dollars, or excuse, me, excuse me, a couple of million rows, a lot more than that in dollars, a couple of million rows of charge data. And here's a couple of million more rows of payment data. And then we're going to write some code and some relationships to join those together. And now you can see charges and payments at a very, very granular level by location or by provider or by CPT or by CPT group or primary insurance or whatever it is you wanted to see. So that's another reason to think about Power Pivot. The third reason is you get fancy and you can do a th- uh, cube formulas in Excel. And what a cube formula will do, if you're familiar with get pivot data in a pivot table in a traditional pivot table environment, what get pivot data will do is it'll reach into a pivot table and get an intersection of cells that says, all right, I want, you know, May 2021 charges for Dr. Smith at this location. And you can reach into a pivot table and grab that data and pull it back into 
something you're going to chart or using a dashboard or whatever, and that and get pivot data works. The trick with get pivot data is you can only use get pivot data formulas on cells that are visible in a pivot table. So if you're looking for Dr. Smith and Dr. Smith's filtered out of your pivot table, then your get pivot data formula is going to bring you an error. The cube formulas will reach into the Excel data model and grab whatever the heck you want, however the heck you want. And what I've done, particularly uh, for a group in the Southeast, is say, hey, we're going to build a tab on a spreadsheet for every department or every location or every provider or whatever you want to see. And then we're going to reach into Power Pivot and we're going to grab charge data and appointment data and payment data and AR data and no-show data and whatever else you want kind of data. And then because we're using the Excel data model and backed up by SQL Server on, on the back end, what we're also able to do is grab accounting data. They use Sage. So we're grabbing accounting data from Sage via SQL Server into Power Pivot. And now we can throw a one-page or several-page dashboard at a provider or a department or a location or at a whatever that says, here's your charges and here's your uh, payments and here's your costs and here's your no-shows and here's your appointments and here's your fill rate and here's your whatever you want to see all in one big happy group. And the key behind it is this Excel data model. And I Microsoft has gone back and forth about how to get access to Power Pivot and what and what versions have and what versions don't. I just use the Office 365, bite the bullet and get it, and get that access for me and for the groups I work with. And you're able to see some things you've just never been able to see before because of the ability to get a whole bunch of data, to be able to build relationships with that data, and then to be able to use cube formulas in Excel to pull those data into all kinds of different things. In Power Pivot, you write what are called measures. And the, the last thing I want to tell you about Power Pivot is the ability to play with dates. One of the tricky things about pivot tables is it's very hard to compare things like year to date or month to date in a pivot table because, you know, March 2021 again. March, if I'm sitting here at March 15th of 2021, I can do month to date and say, well, I've got all my charges, say, for the first 15 days of the month. But it's really hard to get the first 15 days of the month in March 2020 to do a year-over-year -year comparison. Now, if you looked at all the all of March uh, 21 and all of March 20, that easy relationship, easy comparison in pivot tables. But the month-to-date piece, the piece of a month, or the year-to-date piece, the piece of a year, some of those time-sensitive things are way, way, way more powerful and easier to use in Power Pivot. So several ideas for you to kick around as you're thinking about a new way to look at your data. Maybe the pandemic's made you want to think harder about your data. Power Pivot may be something to think about. I hope these podcasts are helpful for you. Thanks for joining me today.